Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. This is Sealed Section, Mamma Mia's sex podcast, where I answer all your questions. I'm Chantelle Otten, and this week we're talking about sexual relaunches, the sexual awakening that comes later in life. If you've been in a relationship for a long time and then you separate, it can be hard to start a sexual relationship with someone else. But it can also be amazing, and there is no time limit on great and fulfilling sex. Now, when I talk about sex at midlife, I'm not just talking about you finding a new partner and starting a new sex life with someone. I'm talking about you even in your long-term relationship. Sex shouldn't have to end. If you like it and if it's fun, then I would suggest that you consider coming up with new ways of talking about it with your sexual partner and also just trying to spice it up once in a while. I think the problem that I see with a lot of people is they're bored of the type of sex they're having. You know, they know the routine, they know the menu, they know what comes after this or that, and they start to think, you know what, it's just not that exciting to me anymore. It's not that interesting because I already know what the outcome will be and how I'm going to get off. And look, as we grow older... As the saying goes, the brain is the most important sexual organ, but we also can't deny the role that our bodies play, especially as we age. Satisfying sex depends on a few things. The presence of desire, arousal, so the way that our body reacts to sexual stimuli like getting wet or getting an erection, absence of pain because, of course, when we go through menopause, we lose a lot of those important hormones that make us feel lubricated and wet down there and good. We also lose a lot of our sexual desire with the loss of these hormones. And we can also find it a bit difficult to reach orgasm. After menopause, libido declines and changes in our body can make it a bit more difficult to be aroused, it can be painful to have intercourse, it can be difficult to climax. And I don't think it's too much of a surprise that, that many vulva owners become dissatisfied with sex and some avoid intimacy entirely. Now, for anyone who is in a long-term sexual relationship, I want you to think about what you can do around desire and raising libido. Because did you know in Australia that you are actually allowed to get testosterone once you reach a certain age. And you can go see an endocrinologist who can test your hormones and see if there's anything that you can do to, from an endocrinology level, 
feel a little bit better with your hormones. Now, there's also other solutions as well, and finding them entails exploring the reasons why you may have lost interest in sex and designing a treatment to address them. That's something that I do in my clinic often, and it's about coming up with different ways to have sex. I actually think that for a lot of people, once you reach that mid age kind of span in your life, you can have better sex with your partner because it's not goal oriented anymore. You're not having sex to have a child. You're having sex because you want to, because it's fucking fun, because you want to be close to your partner. And that means that you can actually be a little bit more creative about it rather than feeling under pressure to reach a certain goal or to reproduce. I also am giving a shout out to all the people that have started new relationships a bit later. So 40s, 50s, 60s, whenever. I had a patient who was 89 the other day going into a new relationship and telling me all about the sex that she was having and kudos to her. I hope that I'm in the same boat when I'm 89 as well. But Whenever you get into a new relationship, you still get that fun limerence sense. So all your endorphins are rising, you're crazy about that person. But I think you can also be a little bit more realistic because you factor in your life experiences. You might also factor in your lifestyle. So the children that you have, if you have them, you might factor in your hobbies, your interests, and you're starting to just do things because you want to do them rather than doing it because you feel like you have to do it it. And I think for anyone who's starting those new relationships, you have an opportunity to really lay things out on the table and go, you know what? Sex is a priority for me, but I can't have sex in this way. So I'd rather have fun in another way. Let's buy some toys. Let's try different types of lubes. You know, we're going to try different positions as well. It doesn't have to be crazy. It can be as lazy as you like, but it's about communicating different ways and wants in the bedroom to absolutely achieve your desired pleasure state. Let's get into these questions because they are juicy as. Question one, in a week's time, I'm going to catch up with a 25-year-old man for a weekend of sex. Oh, yoo-hoo. <laughs> I think this is great. I'm 42, I'm a mother, I'm separated, and I've had my heart and sexual confidence shattered by a fling with a male friend that resulted in a horrible 12 months that I'm only just recovering from. My 25-year-old suitor hit me up at a work event. We exchange numbers but live in different states, so contact has been limited to phone calls and texts. We finally managed to get a weekend together it all sounds fantastic I'm not emotionally attached at all we both know what we want out of this and where we stand but he's 25 I'm 42 I was with my husband for 15 years we had a great sex life even if it was unadventurous and have only had one relationship since we split two years ago This relationship was short-lived and ended badly. I have gone from being sexually confident to feeling like an inexperienced teenager. This guy is very confident, very open about his love of sex and women. I don't care about his past history. I don't want a relationship. I want to remember how much I enjoyed sex. However, 
I'm very scared that I'm not going to be enough. Do I grab my sexiest lingerie wine and just hope for the best? Or am I potentially entering a situation that will only exacerbate my current issue around attractiveness and confidence? I'm close to cancelling, but worry that by doing so, I'm allowing a toxic relationship to impact on my future happiness. Help. Oh my God, do not cancel. Don't cancel. Hold your horses, babe, because I really think that this is going to be the thing that gets you back in the zone. And I'm just going to say it, you know, this ex little fling that you had, he is in the bin. We don't like him. We don't like him at all. We like you to have fun. We like you to feel good about yourself. And sometimes we need a good fuck to do that. So I don't want you to cancel. I want you to go in there with your sexiest lingerie, be open-minded and just be honest with this 25-year-old. I think he's going to teach you some things that you never learned about before, to be honest. And I think he's going to adore your body and adore the way that you have sex and you're going to come out of there feeling so freaking good so good and I think that you deserve to feel desired I don't think I know you deserve to feel desired you deserve someone to look at your body and absolutely worship it and then go down on you and eat the most expensive meal they've ever had you know what you are going to be teaching him a thing or two about what it's like to be experienced in sex because even though he's 25 and he loves sex I bet you've got a few tricks up your sleeve that he doesn't know about. So go in with an open mind and open legs and enjoy yourself. Now we're on to our next question. How can you stay sexually healthy when not having sex? I'm in a sexless marriage. No sex for nearly 10 years now. I'm 45 and am aiming for divorce in five years or so. I want everything to be in a good shape when I can have sex again. Well, hon, wow, what a situation you are in. And look, it's not a lonely situation. There's plenty of people out there who are in sexless marriages. I love that you're aiming for divorce in five years or so, but I'm wondering what the holdup is. You're 45, so I'm assuming that if you had kids maybe in your 30s or late 30s, you know, they'd kind of be around you know, old enough to kind of understand if you were to separate now. So you don't have to necessarily hold on. But at the end of the day, I don't live in your life. I just want you to recognize that you're allowed to have happiness as soon as you want to have happiness. You don't have to wait for anyone. You know, you just do it in the right way and make sure that you're feeling supported and and like you're able to support anyone who's going to be impacted around you. But look, at the end of the day, I think you deserve to have sex too. 10 years is a very long time. And we do say in the sexology world that if you don't use it, you lose it. So what I think that you should do is definitely have some solo self-play. Make sure that you are engaging in self-pleasure, clitoral and penetrative, because you need to have blood flow down to that area. If you're waiting until you're 50 to get a divorce, just remember that you will be going into menopausal years as well. So you might not be in the best shape to have sex again because your body might be working a little bit against you. So just have a chat to your doctor and make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row from a physiological point of view to make sure that you're feeling good down there when you come out of your marriage too. And look, I think that it's also about 
maybe, if you can, having a chat to your partner. I don't know if this is an option or not, but I'm sure your partner's noticed that you haven't had sex for 10 years as well. I just wonder what's holding you guys together because sex is not a prerequisite for a great marriage. You can have a beautiful marriage, an amazing marriage without having a great sex life. But if sex is something that you value highly, I wonder if your partner would be open to exploring you opening up that part of your marriage. Maybe there is an option for you to try having sex with different people as well. That's something that I want you to consider. So seeing someone that's able to help you with that journey, maybe a sexologist or someone who's a psychologist and a specialist in non-monogamy might be able to help. But remember, at the end of the day, your health and your emotional and mental health is important and you need to take care of yourself. So grab that lube, grab those sex toys and enjoy yourself for these next five years or so. But I would love for you to have someone hold you and ravish you and make you feel desired as well. So that's something to really consider. Okay, our last question. For peri and menopausal women, what do you recommend to get the juices flowing again, literally, and spark the desire flame? Look, when you go through perimenopause or menopause, you can start to get a little bit uncomfortable down there because the juices are all dried up and you might get things such as vaginal atrophy, which is, you know, I don't want to scare anyone, but it's life. It's where estrogen plummets following menopause. And that means that the vaginal lining thins and vaginal walls become less elastic and lubrication diminishes. And these changes can actually result in vaginal dryness. You might get some burning or itching. It might be a little bit painful down there. So talk to your doctor about the right options for you. You know, you might want to try some topical estrogen. So putting a topical cream down there with some estrogen hormone in it, which will help with lubrication. You can also get something like a ring or a suppository, and that can help plump up those vaginal tissues and aid with lubrication. You know, there might also be a lot more vaginal and urinary tract infections once you go into perimenopause, and you might get some skin conditions like eczema or psoriasis. And I think it's a good idea idea to really talk about what you can do down there with your doctor because at the end of the day none of us deserve to feel uncomfortable we all deserve to feel comfort so trying some different lubrications some vaginal moisturizers might also help a little bit or seeing a dermatologist but remember you don't have to have penetrative sex to be having a good time so If you are dealing with some discomfort or pain down there or a lack of lubrication, then actually working on having some more outer course would be a really great idea. And we have had an episode on some suggestions for outer course, for sexual play menus. And I would suggest that you veer away from this normal stereotypical view of what we should be doing in the bedroom and actually go, hang on. What's going to make me feel really good? What's going to be enjoyable for me? And maybe that's actually not about having penetration. Maybe it's about putting a vibrator on the clitoris or playing with different types of body oils or massage oils or lubricants. You know, I think it is about trying to compromise and just make sure that you're aiming for pleasure rather than for a goal. And look, if you are thinking about desire and going, oh, like my desire is absolutely absolutely down the drain, then have a think about all the things that make you feel really good. 
maybe some exercise, maybe seeing your friends, maybe having a specified sexual date night where you and your partner can get creative, you know, making sure that you're emotionally, physically and medically in the zone so that you can have a great response to what's going on in the bedroom. And sometimes that makes working with a sexologist really helpful because, At the end of the day, you know, I trained for seven years to be able to give you advice on how to have a good time in the sack. And that's absolutely my pleasure to do so. So don't be shy. Reach out. Let us help you if you can't find the answer yourself. And hopefully we can come to a great compromise. Now that's it for this episode. I would love to hear your stories about finding your sexuality after a split or later in life. If you want to share, you can email me at podcast at mamamia.com.au or leave a message on our pod phone at 028999386. As always, you can find me at Chantel underscore Otten underscore sexologist. Join us next week for the last episode of this season of Sealed Section. We've left a very special topic till last, masturbation. You didn't think we'd forget about it, did you? This episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson. Can't wait to see you next week. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.